So the Batman is now out in theaters. So today I'm going to be ranking all nine Batman actors who have appeared in a theatrical movie from the worst to the best. Hey everyone, welcome back to Movie Morning. And today, like I said, I'm going to be ranking the nine Batman actors who have appeared in a theatrically released Batman film. But I'm only including their work as Batman and nothing else. And for all of these actors, they only appeared in theatrical films, I think with the exception of one, maybe two. And I'm also going to try to exclude the stuff they've done outside. But at some point, you kind of just have to include it because it is so integral to like me, especially as being a Batman fan. And I'm sure you don't want to talk who I'm talking about, and I'll get into that. But I'm only including the theatrical actors because it would just get way too complicated if I started including other stuff. Like if I started including like Straight to VOD stuff, does that mean I have to include the ones in the Lego movies or include the ones who just appear in commercials? I don't know. I just thought it would get way too complicated. So I'm only ranking the ones in who have appeared in theatrical movies. So with that said, and by the way, this won't have any spoilers for the Batman, but I may get into stuff with everything other than the Batman. But coming in at number nine easily is George Clooney's Batman. And by the way, I should point out that I'm not including any of their other performances, such as, I don't know, like George Clooney in Ocean's Eleven. That doesn't have anything to do with this. But number nine is George Clooney, and there is no competition. One thing that George Clooney did do for the character, however, is give us a checklist of what not to do when you're writing a Batman or portraying a Batman. Now, on the surface, I do think he's actually not that bad of a choice to play Bruce Wayne. But the problem is the directing of this movie, of Batman and Robin, was so bad, and there was almost no direction. It just wasn't right for a Batman movie that I cannot in any way defend his performance here. Like, there's dumb stuff, like Batman uses a credit card. Whenever he kicks his boots together, it just becomes ice skating shoes and obviously the bat nipples. I mean, they've been roasted to death. I don't even need to get into them here. And the thing is, Batman is just so not imposing and his screen presence is just non-existent. And he plays the same character, Bruce Wayne, in the public Bruce Wayne, how he actually is, and Batman. He plays the same character for all three. And even when he's introduced in the, fir- in the movie as Batman, the first line he says to the villain is, Hey, Freeze, I'm Batman. Like, could you be any less scary to your villains than that? And I think they completely messed up George Clooney's Batman. Next up, my number eight is going to be Adam West. Now, I must say that I'm only going to spend a few seconds talking about this because I'm not really the guy to ask about this. Obviously, he, he, he played Batman in the 1966 television series, which I've never seen. I've only seen the movie. And it would just wasn't for me, and his portrayal of Batman wasn't for me. I mean, there's obviously some really fun sequences, like when he's escaping with a bomb and he's using shark repellent. I enjoyed those little moments with Batman, but they're not really Batman moments. It almost feels like you get a more campy version of a dark superhero, and you just get Adam West to play him. He's definitely campy. He's definitely iconic. And the only re- the reason that I put him above George Clooney is because while both of these portrayals aren't my Batman, this Batman is way more iconic and isn't associated with something I hate so much. And that's why, for me, Adam West is at number eight. But he's not really my Batman. Coming into my number seven is going to be Val Kilmer. Now, I'll say this about Val Kilmer's portrayal of Batman in Batman Forever. Val Kilmer is actually another actor who I really like, especially in movies like Heat. But I think overall, he is a decent enough Bruce Wayne for what they were doing with him in this movie. He's... He's got this very suave nature to him. He's a bit more soft-spoken than other Bruce Waynes we get. But I feel like 
what I actually like is that he's actually the focus, and Bruce Wayne, they do try to give him a character art, which is apparently expanded on in an unreleased Schumacher cut of Batman Forever. I don't really know how that could fix the movie, but I think I think it would help this character, and there are hints at a very broken side to him, and I like that we get that. However, I think as Batman is where, as Batman, not Bruce Wayne, is where Val Kilmer completely drops the ball, and so does Joel Schumacher's portrayal of him. He's still a bit too silly, not as silly as Batman and Robin, but I just think that he's just a bit, he just doesn't really have a unique Batman voice to scare criminals. You never really feel his presence, and that's a big issue. Some of the action is much better than Batman and Batman Returns, but I think where they kind of mess this up is that his dynamic with other characters is completely off the mark. Like, I hate the Batman and Robin relationship in Batman Forever. And I think his relationship with Chase is just bad. And there's some really weird moments in what they do in terms of like a romance for a Batman movie, which you've seen, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah, Val Kilmer, I think there was potential, but I don't think they fully used it. And I think they messed up in, and I don't think they really thought through casting him as Batman. They just thought, let's get a star who can play this very over-the-top eccentric billionaire. And even then, they don't really take it there. Coming in at my number six is going to be Michael Keaton. Now have to say this i know this is going to be controversial i know people are going to hate me for putting him this low but personally for me i've just never really felt michael keaton was was batman to me now i'll say this i'm a massive fan of michael keaton and i've I've said that about most of the actors so far but i really mean it like actually for michael keaton but i said this in my ranking and i think that michael michael keaton's role as batman is some of my least favorite work from him in his entire career now he is very iconic and you know, it's nostalgic, but I just think that, I just think that he doesn't really fit. I think that he fits the movie that Tim Burton was making, although again, even that's not really my preferred take on Batman. And I like Michael Keaton as an actor, so I can enjoy watching him, particularly as Bruce Wayne. But even the Bruce Wayne persona is so underdeveloped that I don't even think we're given enough time, even over the course of two movies. These movies just kind of shove aside Batman that I just cannot put Michael Keaton any higher because he's never the focus of the movies and does nowhere near gets as much development, interesting character works as the other Batman actors. He's also just way too skinny to play Batman. This is something I noticed especially on rewatch. Whenever he's Bruce Wayne in this, even when he's in the suit, it almost, the proportions look so off. And I don't know what it is. Even the suit, I know it's iconic, but I'm not a fan of Michael Keaton's Batman suits, and I don't know what it is. Like, when, when, I, when I saw it in the Flash trailer, yeah, I lost my mind because it's nostalgia. But I think overall, I'm just not really a fan of Michael Keaton's, Tim Burton's way of directing Michael Keaton's Batman. I hope it's improved on in the upcoming Flash movie. And I, I think that he'll actually be much better as an older version of Batman. I'm really excited to see how they do that. And yeah, so that's why for me, Michael Keaton only comes in at number six. I really wish I could put him higher. Coming in at fifth place for me is going to be Will Arnett, who obviously portrayed Batman in the Lego Batman movie, easily the most underrated Batman movie ever made. Obviously, as I've talked about it before, I am biased towards loving that movie, but I think Will Arnett is actually a terrific Batman. Firstly, I know I talked about earlier how the funny side of Batman isn't really my preferred take on the character at all. I do think when it comes to this movie, though, they use, not this movie, but his portrayal of Batman, I guess, they use the comedic elements of the Lego movies to explore a very lonely side of Bruce Wayne. Now, let's talk about the comedy first. Now, Will Arnett is an extremely funny person, and his comedic timing is 
always on point. So he is very funny in this movie. There's some great pop culture references, some great nods and moments of fan service for Batman fans. And he is a very brooding Bruce Wayne and Batman who definitely, this version, maybe more than any version other than the Batman, the most recent film, shows that Bruce Wayne is very much the mask. I mean, there's one, did they take the idea of who Bruce Wayne should be and make it very literal? I mean, there's one scene where Bruce Wayne literally shows up to to a party wearing the bat, the Batman cowl because that's who he thinks he is. He's a loner. And I think this movie understands the character of the Batman unlike any theatrical movie released since Mask of the Phantasm. And I don't think it gets enough credit for that. This is a very silly version of the character, but it's used... He's very punky, too, but he, it's used to explore the character. And even, like, the voice, I love it. It's so iconic in my head. And even when I'm reading some Batman comics and they get a bit sillier, I honestly think of Will Arnett. And I think he's so great, so underrated. And I really hope that they make more Lego movies with him. Although, I guess now Lego movies have been... The rights have gone to Universal, which is just the worst. Because they've made movies like secret like life of pets so i think it's just hopeless at this point but i really want to see a continuation of this franchise coming in at fourth place for me was the one that hurt me the most keeping it this low and that is ben affleck as batman now i have to say this his portrayal of batman has massively grown on me originally when i first watched bvs i was very turned off by the older batman and making him more grizzled much more violent and making him kind of like the dark knight returns mainly because number one i'm actually not the biggest fan of the dark knight returns particularly the comic version of the dark knight returns i much prefer the animated film i'm not a big fan of that portrayal of batman but i think there's a one-off it works fine but i was really turned off by the fact that that was going to be our version going forward but i think looking back i think it was perfect to put him make him very cynical to go to and to really question kind of the morality going on with the people accepting Superman, a god who's just come down and, you know, destroyed an entire city. And the opening scene of BBS is such a great scene in showing that. And the thing is, I just wish we got more. And I really wish we got his solo movie because it could have honestly put him at number one for me, to be completely honest. What I like about them, especially compared to the last few I've talked about, is that he does look like Batman. He feels like Batman. He has the present. He's very bulky. And he... You know, obviously in the warehouse fight, that's the most clear. And I just feel like Batman is the is Bruce Wayne's real self, and Bruce Wayne is the mask. So that's something that this movie does very well. I feel like this was the first live-action thing to cover that. And I'm not saying you need that to be a good Batman. I mean, my number one, I would argue, doesn't really explore this. But it is the first time I saw it done in live-action. Like, And I feel like he plays three different people like you should play if you're playing Batman. I think he's so good at that. Ben Affleck is just such a terrific actor, storyteller, that he knows exactly how to approach every side of Bruce Wayne and Batman. And I just think that I just love the voice. I love that they use a voice modifier. It doesn't feel awkward and too over the top. It feels just right for this more fantastical DC universe. The gadgets are great. The presence is amazing. The thing that does keep him down for me at this stage is, well, firstly, that I just wish we got more of him. And secondly... I don't like that in BVS we just got him pulling strafing runs and just killing people. I don't think that we need that from a Batman. And I think it does undermine his origin of, of this guy who took 
the pain of losing his parents into, you know, saving the city of Gotham that his family founded. And I think that making him kill takes away from that a bit. And I really wish they hadn't gone there. Kicking off my top three is Robert Pattinson, the latest man to put on the cape and cowl. And I understand that he's kind of, I feel like, been, been met with more generally positive but a few mixed reactions on his portrayal of Bruce Wayne. So let's talk about, I think, what everyone agrees is great about him. I would just like to say that I think Robert Pattinson is the best live-action portrayal of just Batman. I'll talk about Bruce Wayne in a bit, but just Batman, I think Robert Pattinson is the best we've ever had. Because I feel like it covers everything a Batman needs. He's smart, but he's also got the presence you need. And I'll get into that in a bit. And also, he just has the best Batmobile, and i just like to mention that. Not that that really added anything. I would just like to say he also has the best Batmobile. You can definitely tell that Robert Pattinson did kind of bulk up for this one. You really feel his imposing presence in every single scene. He's also a bit more vulnerable. He's a bit younger. And to me, I feel like the most the Batman is most interesting is in year two because he's not fully struggling. So he does still feel like our Batman, but he doesn't have everything under control. And that brings out the broken side of him. And it's really effective when telling a story. And you can definitely tell that with the Batman. He's, um, he hasn't quite figured everything out yet, but what really pushes him up is that they finally went into the detective side of Batman. I haven't mentioned that at all yet because none of the other Batman actors have even touched that. Well, a few of them slightly have in like one scene, but this is a Batman, the Batman is a very much crime noir film and like Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne you can tell he's smarter he's very focused he really tries to do all that and even then like I love how in the movie the symbol of the Batman you know you can see it kind of changes to a degree I'm not going to go into spoilers but it it really does evolve just like his character and I think it's really good that they did that now let's talk about Bruce Wayne I don't personally consider this a spoiler and I think you've probably heard this if you haven't seen the movie Bruce Wayne in this movie isn't really your typical Bruce Wayne he's a bit more of a recluse a bit more of a loner and I think it really worked in showing the broken side of the character. And I know people have been saying otherwise, but Pattinson, if you really look at it, plays com- two completely opposite characters whenever he's in public as Bruce and Batman. Because whenever he's in public, he's a bit slouched. He is shy, but then when he's Batman, he's so confident. He's responding to people. He's figuring out clues while the commissioner's around. And that's so right. And I think what, what shows us the best is Robert Pattinson. And his eyes. And this is something he's not getting enough credit for. But the way he uses his eyes to show emotion, show people he's looking at, and just really point things out, it's brilliant. And it, this is this is what great acting truly is. And I love that we've got Batman so focused on that. My runner-up is actually going to be Kevin Conroy. Now, I'm assuming you most of you probably assumed he was going to be number one. But I think that the thing that stopped him from getting to number one was that I'm trying to not include his portrayals of Batman in Batman the Animated Series and the Arkham games, which I think might be his best work in those games. But the only reason he's not number one is because we only had one movie with him, Mask of the Phantasm, even though it does give him a very complete journey. I do think there was more we could have seen of him in theatrical movies, and I actually wish we got more animated Batman theatrical movies out of him, and not just let them go straight to DVD, because some of them are actually really good, like Batman and Mr. Freeze, and if you've seen that movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But this is the voice of Batman I hear whenever I'm reading Batman comics. It doesn't matter if I'm reading Frank Miller stuff from the 1980s, more recent ones like the Scott Snyder run, I'm reading Grant Morrison's Batman run. I'm always 
hearing Kevin Conroy's voice in my head. And that's actually the way I use, that's why that's kind of the way I weigh up which actors are my favorite portrayals. This is especially how I do it with Spider-Man. Like when I'm reading Spider-Man comics, I actually hear the PS4 version of Spider-Man in my head, played by Yuri Lowenthal. So that's kind of how I do that. It's also how I think of Batman. This is also the most pure Batman portrayal we've ever had. And I think this is the definitive Batman and will be for all of time. I don't think we'll ever have a version of Batman that feels quite as quintessential as this version. I mean, he's got the detective side. He's physical. Well, I mean, that's obviously not to do with the actor, more to do with the animation, but that obviously has to be part of it. He's a broken person, but he does also have the Bat family, which also pushes him up the list that we actually get to see him interacting with more people. We get to see him in public. We get to see him interacting with Alfred. And there's also, I think, the thing that distinguishes those three sides the best. And again, the only reason he's not number one is because I would just wish we got more time of him in a theatrical release movie. But if I included everything else, I think he might be number one, almost like just effortlessly. But let's move on to number one. Coming in at first place for me is going to be Christian Bale. Shocking for those of you who've listened to me for a long time. This to me is the Batman who's been given the most full character journey in live action and that's why he comes in at number one and I just started the list by putting him at number one because he's the only Batman I can think of who didn't get their who didn't get their time as Batman just cut off shorter than it should have been like even Michael Keaton was meant to star in Batman the third Batman movie but didn't like Joel Schumacher's take so decided to step out so like this is the only Batman who actually went on for how long they were meant to what I think Christian Bale does very well and better than any other Batman actor in, in live action is capture the three different personalities of Bruce Wayne. We've got Batman, we've got Bruce Wayne in public, and Bruce Wayne out uh, with Alfred. And I think well, Christian Bale is also the best live action Bruce Wayne because he, he's such a phenomenal actor that he can pull it off. And he got in such great shape for this role, like, especially in Batman Begins. You really feel the presence of Batman. And he, he actually got too big to a point. If you ever want to have some fun, you can actually read up on a story about how Christian Bale gained so much weight that he became too big to play Batman and couldn't really fit in the suit for Batman Begins. So you can go research on that if you want to have a bit of fun. But Batman in this movie is, in these movies, the Dark Knight movies, is frightening. And I know people make fun of the voice, but the reality is if you met him in real life, you would be terrified. Let's be honest. I mean, it would be silly. Sure, I mean, a guy dressed up as a bat. And then he's also doing this very growly voice. Sure, it would be funny to a degree, but you would be terrified, and I promise you. And I think you need that for Batman to a degree. And even the, I've always really liked the costumes, too. I know not everyone does. And the Tumblr is absolute fire, and I don't care what anyone tells me. I still love it. It's still probably my favorite live-action Batmobile other than the epic muscle car they've given Robert Pattinson. But yeah. I've also considered ranking the Batmobiles, but I don't think I'll do that. But to me, Christian Bale is still the number one best Batman. He got a full character journey from his origin in Batman Begins all the way until the Dark Knight Rises, where this, the journey of the Batman closes out. And it's good to know that he does have a happy ending. And this broken man is being given a normal life to a degree. And to me, that's why Christian Bale comes in at number one on this list. So with that said, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this ranking. Make sure to come back, I would say, in a week or so, unless I can get out earlier, where I'm going to be ranking the live-action Batman villains. So come back, and I'm going to be doing that.
Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.